The Girl Talk Inc. podcast inspires middle and high school girls to learn about, to embrace, and to live every day in their leadership lifestyle. Welcome back. We're your hosts, Pace and Melissa. Girl Talk has committee positions available. If you would like to volunteer and shape the future of Girl Talk, apply today by going to our website and clicking on our board of directors page. Scroll all the way down and you'll find our committees. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Girl Talk Inc. podcast. We are really excited that this is the month of advocacy. I mean, I think advocacy is such a huge part of leadership and we've seen it come to the forefront of a lot of leadership platforms in the last year. Um, and so we're excited to kind of delve into the different forms of advocacy um, because obviously there are many different faces and many different um, portions to this form of leadership, um, whether it's advocating for others or advocating for yourself, advocating for organizations or causes. Um, I think that it's a huge, huge part of leadership. And so we are super excited uh, that Cindy Felix is with us today and is going to be talking a little bit about self-advocacy with us. Um, so Cindy, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi. Well, first off, thanks for inviting me. Um, so a quick introduction. I'm Cindy Felix. I work uh, at an agency called Orion under Interpublic Group. Um, it's under, uh, under one of the advertising hold co's. Um, and this is my first podcast ever. So I'm really excited to be here. Uh, and, and I'm delighted to cover this topic on, on self-advocacy. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, so like I kind of said before, I think that self-advocacy is one of those things that kind of gets lost. I think a lot of people um, give so much attention um, and appreciation for advocacy when you're advocating for others, uh, mainly because it's a virtuous thing. Uh, and so people admire it. Um, but I think oftentimes there's, there's some kind of like shame associated with self-advocacy. Like, why do you think you deserve blah, blah, blah that you're talking about? Um, and so I'm excited for you guys to be able to hear um, all that Cindy has to say about self-advocacy because I think it's gonna serve as a resource for you to realize uh, that self-advocacy is just as virtuous as advocating for others. Um, and I think that it's a huge part of your leadership journey and it will only continue to come up. Um, and so the first question that we had for you, Cindy, is what would you define self-advocacy? as? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And, and I think the simple way of, of summing up is representing yourself and, and communicating your wants, your, your needs, your desires in order to support your goals. You know, when, when you become a self-advocate, uh, we, we make ourselves a priority. That is spot on. I remember at a young age, I think I was around 14 or 15, and this company that I really, really wanted to work with said you had to be 18. They're like, no, no, we don't take anyone under that because we just don't know, you know, how much effort they'll put into it. And I had to like self-advocate for myself constantly in that. And I ended up <laughs> making, they ended up shifting the rules a little bit so that I could be a part because they were like, holy cow, she's just, she just keeps coming at us. And it's been a month now. I don't think she's going to slow down. So it was this thing of like, okay, like this is so cool that this young girl is doing this. And I think it's so important that young girls know they can self-advocate for themselves in whatever situation it is. Mine was very like, not like that important that I wanted to work for this company. I could have waited till I was 18, but I made, I made sure it happened at 15. <laughs> um, so with that being said, I know that I had to really just step up um, in that situation and make sure I got really what I wanted as a leader um, and be able to grow in that situation. So 
Can you describe a situation where you had to advocate for your abilities as a leader? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think for, for starters, I've always advocated for myself through my work, right? You know, and, and I'm fortunate at this point in, in my career where I, I do work for a company that, that recognizes that, uh, that takes the time to uh, make sure that they're aware of where their employees are. Uh, and, and I highly recommend uh, when, any, when any of these young leaders are joining the, the workforce that you find a place that values people. Um, it's gonna make a world of a difference. Um, but you know that, that being said, that, that wasn't always the case for me. When I first started off my career uh, in 2008, uh, I actually joined the sales side of the industry. Uh, and, and I worked for a large organization that was majority male and white. And, and almost all the diverse employees were at the assistant level. Um, I'm Hispanic and, and there were definitely colleagues who had from day one had misidentified me. You know, some of the, at the entry level employees uh, didn't have college degrees and, and were you know, there for a paycheck, uh, which is perfectly fine, um, but that wasn't me. And so I spent my first year and a half really hustling to, to show this company that, you know, I was a hard worker and someone that they should value and, and even consider for growth opportunities in the future. Um, because, you know, at the time I was really passionate about sales. Um, so, you know, fast forward, uh, not sure uh, if you recollect, but back in 2008, 2009, it was a big financial crisis. Um, and for any sales organization, uh, it, it was a challenging time. So, you know, they had annually this uh, sales program where you could uh, pitch and be a part of the sales program. And then, you know, if you complete this program at the end of the day, you can become an account executive. And this was a goal of mine, right? Um, but unfortunately, because of the time, they had to cancel that program. And, you know, I knew that just considering my future opportunities at this organization, there wasn't really anywhere for me to move. Um, so I, I had to make some tough decisions and, and, and I decided that, you know what, it, it was time to leave. You know, I had mastered my desk. I'd put in the time to, to learn what the next level up was, um, but I, I wasn't gonna get there anytime soon. So I uh, started seeking other opportunities um, but before I left, I actually um, took the time to set up uh, a meeting with the head of sales, uh, sat in his office, and, and I explained to him why it was time for me to go. Um, but I also expressed that, you know, if and when that sales program does come back, I'd love to still be able to pitch for it, and I'd love to still be able to be considered for it uh, and kind of given him a few points on why. Um, and this is probably not the response you, you know, you are looking for, but he, he actually had the opposite reaction of what I thought it would be. Um, instead of encouraging me and saying yes, he, he actually laughed at me. Um, so <laughs> it was a, a humiliating experience, but the, the reason why I, I still think it's important to share this story is because, you know, even though this wasn't the outcome that I had wanted, um, I actually took that opportunity, you know, I, I self-advocated for myself, which, you know, go me. Um, but you know what, with his reaction, it 
it became one of my biggest motivators uh, in this industry to, to push myself and, and to make sure that I, I did succeed. Um, and it was also a lesson, again, like I touched on earlier, to, to make sure that wherever you work, wherever you are, um, that, that they do value you. Um, and so, yeah, definitely a few important lessons that I learned. Um, so, you know, the conversation may have sucked, but uh, I definitely took something positive out of it. Yeah, I'm really glad that you shared that story. Um, I think that whenever we talk about um, things as I keep using this word, but it's the only word that's really coming to my mind is virtuous is advocacy. We always think of like triumph. Um, we always think that we succeed. Um, but I think that the really amazing part of self-advocacy is the courage behind it, that it just mm -hmm. doesn't really matter the circumstances in which that you land in. Um, it's more so that you had the courage to stand up for yourself and how that positions you to be a better leader for the next opportunity opportunity in which that you have. Um, and I really am super grateful that you shared that story because our next question kind of like moves in that. Um, when he looked at you and he laughed at you at a moment that I think in, if we were in a movie that would have like had like this really cool like music behind it um, and you would have had this <laughs> moment where like the music would have just like cut out right as he was laughing. Um, and I think that that moment if we were looking at it in that sense, would have been something in which it's like, ooh. But you kind of turned it into something like, wait, that positioned me for something else. Um, and I think that our next question is, how do you handle self-doubt in the face of your goals, especially when there aren't people in your corner as happened in that moment? Yeah. Ugh. So self-doubt is never fun, right? But it's something that, every normal person experiences and goes through. And, and for me that I find that, you know, that inner critic, that, that voice inside your head um, definitely flares up when, you know, I'm, I'm in times of transition or when I'm given a, a new responsibility that I'm not familiar with, or when I'm just entering into any unknown territory, um, you know, it's, it's tough. Um, so, you know, how, how do you handle this? Um, and for, for myself, uh, I like to remind myself that, you know, the, the inner critic is there for a reason. Uh, it's there to protect you. And, um, and if self-doubt is the consistent concern, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to do a little digging to find out, you know, if there's anything deep rooted into why you have those feelings. And I know that, you know, I did spend the time to, to figure that out. And what it came down to me, for me, was um, a fear of failing. And um, that's something that's very common or, or even imposter syndrome. You know, these are both very common for women. Um, and, and it took me time to overcome that. Um, and really what it came down to was perspective, just like you mentioned, Melissa. Um, and, and it's how you perceive the situation. Um, you know, as I went through transitions and, and I've gone through several in, in my life and in my career and, and all of you will as well, uh, I, I found it to, I found it beneficial to reflect after. Um, and the more that I practiced this, the more that I realized a, a few things come from these times uh, that do seem challenging when you're living in them. Um, you know, for, for starters, uh, these experiences are all temporary right? Like they're not going to last forever. 
Um, and you always make it out on the other side, you know, whatever the outcome is, you, you always get through it. You know, it kind of has cliche as it sounds, it reminds me of that quote, um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Um, and, and probably the most important point is that from all of these opportunities, all of these experiences, um, there's always something that you learn from them. So it really is an opportunity to grow um, and uh, pick up something new. Um, and, you know, that alone helps me overcome this notion that I could potentially fail because it, it shifts my perspective from focusing on what that outcome is to focusing on what can I gain from this scenario? Um, because there's always something. Uh, and, you know, ultimately, I think all of these experiences and, and from this self-doubt has really led to my overall success because I've learned, because I've grown, because I've challenged myself. So, you know, see, see the positive of it. Um, and I know that's easier said than done, um, but definitely something that is a good practice to put in place. I so agree. I, um, as you were sitting here talking, I was thinking about, you know, young girls listening to this and how maybe they haven't advocated for themselves yet. Um, you know, like thinking about on the playground when l different little girls or even little boys are like maybe bullying you or something like that. That's a moment for the, at that time to stand up for yourself and to advocate for yourself. And I sometimes think we're not taught that we're taught to just like turn the other cheek and it's like, wait, wait, wait we are setting ourselves up to fail in life if we're not going to advocate for ourselves and stand up for ourselves constantly because that's the real world. The real world is you have to stand up for yourself. And um, so with that being said, why is advocacy a skill that you feel like young female leaders need to cultivate? Yeah, I mean, it's just the example that you shared, you know, overall, it, it's for your well-being. Um, you know, when when your team initially reached out and shared that the topic we'd be discussing was self-advocacy, um, I actually tapped into my circle of, of girlfriends uh, to get their, their perspective, their point of view. Um, and, and a lot of them, you know, just talked about how important it was um, and, and also how our upbringing and how society, you know, for women in particular, uh, and, and even could break out into certain cultures, how we have been taught to be thankful, right? For thankful for having a seat at the table, thankful for being considered. Um, and unfortunately, it isn't enough. Um, so I'm not sure if, if you ladies are familiar, but there's this uh, famous retired soccer player, uh, Abby Wambach, who, whose book, I highly recommend to all of you to read if you haven't. Uh, it's called Wolfpack. Um, and there's a great chapter that talks about this and it's titled, uh, Be Grateful and Ambitious. Uh, and, and in this chapter, Abby shares a story about an award she was receiving uh, from ESPN uh, along with other retired players such as Kobe Bryant and, and Peyton Manning. And these were all the, the best athletes at that time. Know, they're they're all retired today um, and she couldn't help but reflect on how they all worked equally as hard um, they won the same amount of championships 
um, but their retirement funds were completely the opposite of hers. And she partially blamed, you know, the, the pay gap on women being grateful. You know, she admits that she spent her entire career being thankful, you know, thankful for being the, the token woman at the table, thankful for being honored, thankful for representing Team USA. And she was afraid to use her voice to demand for more. So, you know, the, the lesson was, and, and I'm actually would love to read like her ending quote is, you know, to, to make sure that you are advocating for yourself and that you are getting your fair share. Um, but, you know, the, the quote that she shares is, um, so it's Wolfpack, be grateful, but do not just be grateful, be grateful and brave, be grateful and ambitious, be grateful and righteous, be grateful and persistent, be grateful and loud, be grateful for what you have and demand what you deserve. Uh, and I just, I find that quote so inspiring. So um, yeah, it's, it's really important. Wow, um, that quote is beautiful. Um, thanks, Abby, for that. Um, that was <laughs> right, love her. <laughs> <laughs> that is an awesome um, quote. And I think that um, one of the, the cool things that I think is happening in female leadership is more resources like that more resources like this, more resources like book like books like that. Um, and I think that what it does is it kind of gives um, a plethora of things for younger audiences that maybe we didn't have. Um, I know for me, I think I probably would have encouraged my younger self if I was talking about self-advocacy to speak even when my voice was stuttering. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's something that is clear um, in when in any conversation around this topic is people saying like, just do it anyways. Um, even if you're scared, um, even if you're apprehensive, even if you're unsure, even if you're confused, just do it anyways. Um, I think that that is something that I would have encouraged my younger self um, to do because at the end of the day, the worst thing that could possibly happen is that you are prepared for the next time. Um, I think that my voice might have started the first time and then we get to the third time and I knew exactly what I was going to say. Um, and I think I've carried that throughout my entire life. Um, and I wish that my younger self like knew that every single day, every single moment is an opportunity to grow, not an opportunity to fail. Um, and once we shift that perspective, as you were just saying, Cindy, um, then we do have the opportunity uh, to be brave um, in those moments, as Abby was just mentioning um, in her quote. And I think that brings us to the last uh, question that we had for you is if you could encourage your younger self with three things she would need in order to be an effective self-advocate, what are those three things? Yeah, I, I think the first one would be exactly what you shared, which ties to confidence and courage. So focus on building that. Um, you know, be okay to try new things. Uh, be okay with change. Um, focus on what you've learned from those experiences, uh, not the outcome. Um, and maybe even keep a diary uh, with, with those notes so you could reflect on it at a later time. Uh, you know, something else that, that I would encourage myself, and I guess it's more of a, a two-part, is uh, know who you are, uh, which of course is always going to change, um, but also practice communicating that to others. Uh, and, and what I mean by this is, 
know what your values are, uh, set goals for yourself. What do you want to accomplish? Set boundaries uh, that are important to you and, and practice communicating this. So if you know what you value, then you want to work for a place that has similar values, right? If, if you know what your goals are, share them, you know, share them on an ongoing check-in with your manager, share them with an accountability buddy, someone who's going to make sure that you see it through. Um, and, and last on, on the boundaries piece, you know, make sure that others are aware too of what, what those boundaries are um, so that you can maintain them. You know, it's healthy to communicate these things and help you with, um, you know, it, it will help with stress management. So, you know, it's, like I said, a, a two-part, uh, you know, knowing who you are and communicating that. Uh, and then the final advice I would share is, you know, don't just stop at advocating for yourself. You know, you, you also want to advocate for others too. Um, you know, find that group of friends and, and empower each other. You know, I, I found that group later in life. Um, but I wish I was exposed to it early on and prioritized it, which is why I think, you know, your organization at Girl Talk is, is fascinating because I, I know what it, it provides that um, to these uh, young ladies. Um, but, you know, early in your career, find a mentor or a sponsor uh, to help you uh, and be that person for others as you grow. Um, I'm a big believer in paying it forward um, because you can make an impact with somebody. Um, and I'm sure there are going to be many who are going to do the same for you. The things you just mentioned, um, you can actually take step by step and do it. And that's what I love about what you just said, because our listeners can actually go back, like rewind just a little bit and actually write those down so that you can do step by step. So with the goal aspect, I literally had just um, texted a buddy of mine this week and I was like, hey, I need you to keep me accountable in this way. And I need to make sure I create boundaries in this way. And I need you to keep me accountable because I've tried to do this on my own for a long time. It's not working. So I was like, I need you to help me here. And I want to help you in that way. And I think that's the cool thing is like, when you have an accountability buddy, you're able to be that for them as well. So you're actually like, not only they're helping you and you feel like you're like taking from their cup, but you're filling their cup right back up because you're helping them. Um, So with that being said, when you are advocating for yourself and you have an accountability buddy, you're also advocating for them. So I think that's the really cool part about making sure you have that friend or mentor, whoever it is. Um, by your side that you can make sure that you're in contact with often. Um, So thank you so much, Cindy, for being with us. This was so encouraging and enlightening. And I honestly cannot wait to listen to it back um, and write down some notes. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was really fun being here. Um, And it was great talking to you ladies. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we will see you all next time. Want to bring Girl Talk to your community? The best way to do that is to start a chapter. To learn more, you can go to our website and click on Get Involved. Then go to Start a Chapter, and it will lead you right to how to start it. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Girl Talk, follow us on social media at Girl Talk, Inc. And check out our website at mygirltalk.org.